ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? What is going down, everybody? Got some mock draft action going down right now. And I'm not alone. I got a couple peeps. Let me introduce them right now. Got my main man, Corey, hopping on. Here we go. What up? What's up, everybody? Ready to get this mock draft going, man. First one of the offseason. So let, let's get it started here pretty soon, guys. Hell yeah, I think everyone's popping in there right now. Probably going to start in like five minutes, if that. And then, got a recurring guest on here, my homie Devin, a.k.a. Silly White Boy. Let's bring him in here. What up, bro? Yo, yo, yo. It was just on a couple of days ago. Hope to kill this draft, too. What's up, Corey? Yeah. What's up, bro? Yep, we got we got it all filled up. Nice. Uh, Stu and my man Jordan from uh, IDP Army, they, they locked it in, filled those last two spots for us. And Antonio's up in here. Oh, and he already switched over to Twitch TV. There we go. Because, yeah, you can, uh, on YouTube, you can't multitask on your phone. You have to leave YouTube up. But on Twitch, you can kind of put the video, goes to the background, and you can multitask on your phone. David, what up, bro? And MapQuest up in here. And Stu's up in here, and damn it, on the uh, on this third-party app, we can't show the custom emojis, but if you're a YouTube member, you got all the weed emojis that you can throw on there. Really represent the 420 crew. All right. And before we get before we get started, I just got to shout out one thing for all you degenerate gamblers out there. Anybody who is doing prop bets or anything like that on the Super Bowl, if you're just trying to do anything to liven up the game, make sure you go download Thrive Fantasy. I got the link. Uh, well, actually, maybe I didn't. Actually, I, I got the link in the description. I didn't put the promo code in there. I guess I'm a jackass for not doing that. But the promo code is FF. 420. They're giving away free money. So if you deposit between 20 and 50 bucks, they're going to match that and give you some free money. So I'm throwing that in the chat right now. Go check it out. It's super cool. I mean, really similar to Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys know about that, same shit. Same shit. All right. And I think everybody is up in here. So I'm going to get the screen shared. And we'll get this mock going. Let's get it. All right. There we go. 
and oh, wait and make sure it's on 60 second timer yep there we go all right let's kick this off And I like doing a lot of different, you know, just a bunch of mock drafts because you never know what people are going to do. And everybody in every league is different. And I th since we're doing like a dynasty, you know, mock draft, I just feel like we're getting uh, a lot of different takes on stuff here. And Devin's up first. What are you going to do, bro? I don't know if that's controversial. But that's, I definitely think that's the safest choice with how crazy the running back situations change from year to year. So. I'm going to get him for my dynasty QB one. Oh, for sure. I think for anybody who just plays in one QB leagues, that that's where the controversy comes in. If you're, if you're playing in a super flex of any kind, I mean, it's not wrong to take a QB in the first round. I mean, obviously anybody could flop, you know, if you took Lamar Jackson in the first round um, this year in a redraft league, you know, you kind of didn't really like it, but, it was still worth the draft capital, you know. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, right off the bat. And, I mean, especially in Dynasty. I mean, average Dynasty League is, you know, lasting maybe two or three years just because all the people starting random Dynasty Leagues together, you know, those ones that last maybe a year, if that, those probably, like, mess up the uh, the numbers there. But I don't know. I mean, you just got to expect that your 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 – your dynasty league will last about three years, and I don't think anybody's going to hold their value for a three-year period better than a QB. Yeah, definitely, especially Pat Mahomes with that ten-year contract he just picked up. And a lot yeah, of QBs are coming off the board. So hell yeah, man, he's young. He's like, what, is he even twenty-six years old yet? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think twenty-six. Yeah, look at that. I mean. Four out of the first five picks were a QB there. If this is a one QB league, I mean, no chance in hell is that happening. But, ooh, and Jonathan Taylor is the number two running back off the off the board there. I like that. I really like Jonathan Taylor's situation coming up. Yeah, I mean, quarterback. yeah, great line. I mean, Mac, uh, Marlon Mack, I mean, that was the only thing that was kind of like a question mark. Like, is he going to take over that spot or how's that going to mix in? And I think if there was preseason, he probably would have got worked in like even faster than he did. I feel like preseason really messed up things for rookies this year. And don't quote me on this. I'm almost positive Mack's a free agent next year. So he's almost definitely out of there. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent for sure. So I, I don't see them re-signing him. Yeah, and I mean, like, Wilkins and what's the, what's the other guy's name? Hines, like, I mean, those guys aren't true threats to him, you know. Like, I mean, Taylor did have a rocky rookie season for sure, but he did close it out the end. He kind of got – he got more fine-tuned with the offense. Like, he's for sure, like, a top – even in redraft leagues, he's, he's going to be a top-10 running back off the board for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, Corey, I don't know if you saw the other mock draft that we did, but in the other mock draft that we did last week, Alvin Kamara went number one overall. That's crazy. He falls to seven here. That's and everyone's going to be a little bit different. So I mean, that's just uh, got to know your room. No matter where you're drafting, you got to know your room. Yeah, I uh, I went Saquon here. You know, I mean, I know there's injury risk, but I think he's if he's healthy, he's a top three back at like fantasy back for sure. 
Definitely. Just with how much they rely on him with the offense, you know, like there's and getting goes through him. Yeah. And I mean, if there's any bright spot with him, I mean, talking 2021 wise, he got hurt so early in 2020. I mean, it was second game of the season. He got that surgery like right away. So he's going to have a lot of time to recover. Yeah, injuries aside, he's my RB1 for sure. Probably a lot of other people's too, if injuries were anything. Yeah, and I mean, his line sucks. Like, could you imagine if they drafted, like, a couple offensive linemen, you know, in the draft this year, did something to actually benefit him, you know, and uh, and uh, Daniel Jones there getting them some protection? I mean, that, that changes things for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, it sucks. I mean, like, that they were so close to – I mean, they still have a poor record, but they're not going to have, like, a top five pick that many thought they were going to get this year. But, I mean, they're still going to be – offensive linemen at that spot, you know, and I mean, they do have other, other positions of need, but if they want to keep Barkley healthy, who's without a doubt, like the best player on their roster, like they're going to offensive line is where they're going to have to start. If they really do believe in Daniel Jones to at least be the quarterback of the now, I wouldn't say of the future, but if they're obviously not going to go with the quarterback this year. Yep. I went Travis Kelsey here because my man Darren, I know he really likes Travis Kelsey, and I don't think that Travis Kelsey would make it past him at the turn right now. And I think I would just rather have Kelsey a tiny bit over George Kittle. Like, I like both of them, but I don't know. I I just like Kelsey, and I think Kelsey for the next four years is going to be better than George Kittle or at least even with him. And got Pat Mahomes, you know, so either way, that's the difference maker for me. No, I mean, yeah, Kelsey's got a more reliable quarterback – he doesn't have the injury history of Kittle, and at at this point, I mean, Kelsey's just the guy, and it's crazy that Kelsey goes off the board before any other wide receiver. But that that tight end premium is probably what what throws a little wrench into who's the first receiver you take in terms of tight ends or receivers. And and he's a bastard because he knows that I like Justin Herbert, so he snagged Justin Herbert before I could. <laughs> either way, I think he would have taken either Kelsey or Herbert. But hey, right there, Darren, right there, buddy. That that one's for you. Oh man. <laughs> oh, so that makes it tough. Um, but I think I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Wilson here. Gonna, gonna go Wilson. Um, the age. I don't see him, like, declining anywhere as far as, like, passing attempts go or anything like that. So if I can start my dynasty with Russell Wilson, who is the the seventh quarterback right now off the board at uh, the 2-2. Crazy. Yeah, if we're just playing first half of the season, he'd be the QB1 overall every time. But he seems like (laughs) halfway through the season, he always finds some way to fall apart fantasy-wise. and. But still a it's, great value there at the two. It's so it's so fucking weird because if you look back at if you just go back to kind of the beginning ish of Wilson's career, it was the exact opposite. He would start off like super slow every year, and then it would be the back half of the season where he he would just dominate and uh, he would just dominate and get people get people championships. So it's crazy how that kind of changed. I think it seems like. I don't know if this is like a new thing or if it's always kind of been this way, but I just feel like there's so many division games that get backloaded into the season now. I I don't know if that's something that just started happening a few years ago, but I swear like some of these teams, they face like only division games like in December. 
I haven't noticed. I'm going to have to check that out. Because I know, like, even this year, I swear, like, uh, three out of the last four games for Wilson were division games, and they played in one of the, the toughest defensive divisions in football. Oh, there we go. Now we got the run on wide receivers. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I just took Adams. I was going to go for Dak Prescott right now, but mm -hmm. um, it's just like he got taken before me, and I just don't see like I'm not going to reach for a quarterback at this spot. I mean, the best possible quarterbacks on the board, maybe like Joe Burrow, but I feel like there's better. These receivers are probably better long-term things than Joe Burrow. I mean, I know it's only his rookie year, but, you know, just the ACL tear rookie season, you know, the Bengals don't have the greatest history. and drafting offensive linemen and weapons. I mean, A.J. Green and T. Higgins are just anomalies. Tyler Boyd's okay, but just I don't really trust the Bengals organization to build something good around Burrow to keep him keep him that long uh, sustained for a top quarterback in the Dynasty League. Yeah, plus and we don't know when he's coming back next year. Yeah, there's no guarantee he's going to be coming back right at the beginning of the season. And even last season, didn't they add, like, a couple offensive linemen? And that was, like, why everybody was a little bit more higher on Mixon than before. And, I mean, that fucking didn't work out at all. <laughs> How about Zeke Elliott coming up to the 2-8? I know their offense was dismantled last, last year, but 2 eight's definitely a huge value right there. Uh, I was going to mention that, too. That – uh. That, that was huge right there. I mean, at the 2-8, like, that's uh, that's crazy. I know we had, like, a crazy run on there from the the 10th draft pick until the 2-6. <clears throat> we only had one running back go. It was all quarterbacks. Uh, I took Kelsey, and then we had a, a run on, a little mini run on wide receivers there. But, yeah, that's crazy, and he's the 1, 2, 3, 4. And the 8th, 8th running back off the board. That's crazy. I mean, Aaron Jones is a surprise pick there, too, because there's no guarantee he's in a Packers uniform next year. So we, we don't even know his situation at this point. Like, if they're going to go with Dylan, if they're going to re-sign Jones, like, what, what's, what's the plan in Green Bay in terms of the backfield? And I don't – I mean, I think wherever he catches on, he's going to be a starter. I, I mean, at least the 1A in a running back by committee. I, I just feel like he's way too talented to not be. And there's too many shitty starting running backs out there to where he's not going to be able to get a job, at least to compete to start. Oh, yeah. Like, he's definitely, like, I mean, he's going to be a top running back, like, in a committee for sure. It's just, you know, going to, like, a team that might have another running back, you know, like, you just have the split carries. Even, like, I mean, Chubb and Hunt's, like, an interesting, interesting situation. Like, if he lands in that, that'd be kind of different. But it's just hard to – It's the uncertainty is what, what draws me away. I mean, one thing, though, that I think that everybody has to remember, like, moving forward with running backs, I don't think there's any running backs. Or not, I mean, sorry, there's very, very, very few running backs that get 90% plus of the, of the team's, like, touches out of the backfield. And there's just not that many guys that get that anymore. We're talking, like, like less than five guys. Like, maybe McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, and... Uh, I just had the third guy, Barkley. Like those are probably the only three that are in a full like ninety percent workload. Like even Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray gets seven to ten touches a game. Yep. Dalvin Cook too. Oh yep. yeah, Dalvin Cook. I mean, Madison is like probably the best backup running back in the whole league. Like mm -hmm. if he could go somewhere, he could be 
a top running back in a in an RB by committee. I wouldn't he definitely not like a ninety percent guy, but it just Dalvin Cook is so good that he shuts out a guy like Madison. Yep, for sure. Dalvin Cook's just the man. If he could he's always missing one or two games, and I feel like that's why everybody just like sticks that like injury prone like label on him. But yeah, if he could just string together like sixteen games once. And- like even this year, like yes, he missed a couple games, but for the season he had, like I would take two missed games by Cook, you know? Like, I mean, obviously you'd want to have a full Jalen Hurts, oh my god, that just threw me off. Um Dynasty League, it's not horrible. I mean, let me see how many that's for. Eleventh QB off the off the board. So not horrible for Dynasty, but yeah, it's crazy over uh, a lot of a lot of guys who are still out there. But there's some people who just want youth, and that's it. Jalen Hurts is really the only quarterback left with that Konami code running back running quarterback type deal. I don't really see anyone else like that. Maybe Cam Newton at this age, but not really. So I don't hate the pick there. But there's still no guarantee that he's going to get the job over Wentz, which I think he will. But it's still a little bit risky there. I think Wentz is out. I think that Wentz is going to be gone. What do you guys think? Yeah, I hope so. He's gone. I don't think it's 100%, but I definitely think that's what they're leaning towards. Because I feel like, I mean, even with uh, with Hurts getting sat just the last part of that of that final game 17 or whatever. I, I just feel like that was writing on the wall that they already know what they have from Hertz and they needed to see what they have in their backup to see if he's going to be able to back up Hertz. And can they just cut ones? I think he would get, they would get a massive penalty for just getting rid of them. Well, I mean, they, I mean, you could cut whoever you want, but there's always penalties for sure. So I think that they would probably try to move him before just, just cutting him. For sure. there, I like. Yeah, I just snagged him up right there. He's the best quarterback on the board. You know, like all these guys are getting quarterbacks. So I, got, I got to get somebody, even though it might have been a reach in terms of ADP, but quarterbacks is just, you know, it's hard to find a quality quarterback. And Ryan Tannehill definitely showed out this year. Like he's going to be in Tennessee for at least the next three to five years, I think. Yeah, and I just think, um, especially when you're doing like super flex leagues or whatever, like you got to just throw ADP out the window because everything ADP is like mainly for one QB leagues. Like until there's some platform that kind of differentiates the ADP based on one QB super flex, I I just, it'll never really be right. So that's why I try not really to focus on, on ADP, like especially watch, like you'll see when we get into this draft and it starts hitting like IDP, and uh, that's my DP guys start going like you'll see guys who are going like way later than you've ever seen them go before. Yeah, like um, I mean there are definitely guys on there that I'd rather have on my team over Tannehill, but it's just like I don't want to be at a disadvantage when going against my opponents when my when I when they play two quarterbacks and I probably only have one reliable quarterback guy. You know, like I don't want to end up with. Like, I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins is going to start this year, but, like, Dwayne Haskins is my second quarterback, you know. It's just when quarterbacks score so many points, like, it's just I don't want to be at a disadvantage. For sure. Yeah, definitely in super flex for the most valuable position, in my opinion. I had to go DK there. Um, I don't know if you guys were uh, 
like noticing like the mock draft trends or anything that were happening like middle of the season, but DK Metcalf was being hyped as like the number one dynasty wide receiver just because of how much of a tear he was on like mid season. And I know that I don't think he flopped at the end. I just think teams started scheming against uh, Seattle a little bit more. So I'm stoked to get him at the end of the third round. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I mean, Megatron. he was oh, Go ahead. Yeah, I don't even think he's almost – he's only 22, not even – he's a year above uh, drinking age. So yeah. <laughs> Dynasty Leagues, I love him there. I love yeah. him in the second round, so getting him in the third is a big value. At the end of the third, too. All right, let's see where Darren's going to go. All right, so Waller, I mean, seems like a good spot for Waller. Like, uh, I mean, end of the third, like, uh, he's probably going to go in, like, the fourth round of a lot of dynasty mocks, especially if it's tight end premium. Where did you come up with the tight end premium? Like, you just kind of adopted it, or you uh, just kind of threw a little wrench in it and make it a little bit different, or you've seen that before? Like, what's up with that? So it's something that, I mean, getting into dynasty – it just seemed like tight end premium just was a little bit more of a thing. I like it because most tight ends like kind of fucking suck. So it just makes it to where it makes even people outside of Kelsey and Kittle just a little bit more valuable, just a tiny bit, you know, not much, but Oh no, just makes a difference in the scoring. Like in redraft leagues, if you don't have like a halfway decent tight end, sometimes, I mean, it's just easy to lose a week, you know, and so it kind of just balances the scales out a little bit. That's good. I was about to say, I'm like, honestly, like it, it almost makes, if you have Kelsey or Kittle, like you, uh, you're like fucking stacked now, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's such a premium having one of those two guys when the other 10 guys, other 10 t- t- uh, tight ends aren't, fuck, are giving you less than 10 points sometimes. Just that consist- consistency is such a premium. And Jordan, dang it, after getting in here and filling one of the spots, he's been auto-drafting the whole time, bastard. <laughs> and that's like a super – I mean, that's a really stacked team for Di- – I mean, well, Julio Jones, I mean, maybe not so much for Dynasty, but I wouldn't be mad if this is the way that I started the Dynasty. I guess I'd be mad with the QBs, though, whoever he's going to end up with. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the Kamara Thomas hurts being your top two picks. I mean, I'm thinking redraft because that's just my, me. But I was thinking a bi-week situation, but it's multi-year thing. Yeah, because even me, I, I went Wilson and uh, and Metcalf with uh, two out of my first three. So, yeah, one week a year, that'll kill me, like, having both of those guys out. Yeah, and that's uh, Mahomes and Clyde. Yeah, and I took I took Acres with my last pick. Um, super stoked on the way that he looked towards the end of the season. I mean, that was that was who we expected them, um, who we expected him to be when they drafted him. It's just so crazy how he got to that number one spot. You know, it took eleven or twelve weeks, but they finally like. It's like a DeAndre Swift thing. Like he was the best back on the roster the whole time. It just. For some reason, it took them 12 weeks to figure that out. Like, it is, you drafted him that high. Like, I don't understand that situation. But they finally figured it out. So, 
all the people that were holding on to him or got lucky and scooped him off the waiver wire, like for that playoff run, like they got lucky this year. I think a lot of what it is is like them actually learning the playbook and knowing it like the back of their hand. Like, I, I mean, maybe not 100%, but I bet that's a big thing. And yeah, I'm going to bring up uh, another rookie running back after he actually gets drafted here. When he gets drafted, I'll bring up what I'm going to say. I don't want to uh, put him on anybody's radar too early. <laughs> talking, uh, either talking about James Robinson or talking about Antonio Gibson. It's one of those two guys. Because I already Maybe. mentioned Swift. Maybe. You never know. You never know. There's a a couple nice ones out there still. (laughs) Yeah. Not everyone is like Robinson that literally, like, like you said, like knew the playbook by the, like the back of their hand. Like Robinson is like one of those guys that just like grind the fuck out of the off season. Made a difference. And that's who I was talking about. James Robinson. And yeah, the reason why they let Leonard Fournette go was because James Robinson was an undrafted rookie who probably knew the playbook better than Leonard Fournette when they let him go. <laughs> when Trevor Lawrence come in, you can definitely see an uptick in uh, usage with him, I think. So not usage, but uh, goal line work and just scoring opportunities in general. Yeah, it's a better offense in general. Yep. I mean, he was the number one threat in the offense, but with Lawrence, you know, like now the defense aren't scheming to stop the run game. I mean, Robinson's still – still ate and like still did amazing but now like with Lawrence if Lawrence proves to have a strong like couple games start the season like he may not the Robinson may not be the number one threat like the defenses are scheming against in the for the during the week but set for the game that's for sure teams are definitely going to start uh I mean it's all going to be about if Lawrence goes there or not. That's what I'm so curious about. Is he going to be going there or not? <laughs> we okay. we think he is. Probably is. I think he was the running back rookie MVP last year. I wouldn't take any other rookies redraft of it over him, I don't think. Maybe yeah. Jonathan Taylor, but Swift is questionable. But James Robinson's right up there. He was undrafted. So I think just another year is giving more time to improve. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people got him as a waiver wire pickup in the, in the season. So that's what's fucking amazing. I had him – I only had him in one league because uh, <clears throat> I was in a bunch of dynasties and I guess just in with a bunch of people who uh, <laughs> who knew who the fuck he was. Like it was even before Leonard Fournette um, like went down. But it was crazy. A Zigbo and Robinson got drafted in so many redraft leagues that I was in. That it was nuts. I was like the last pick. Second to last pick. I should have did it. I just didn't know who it was going to be, and I didn't want to take a shot. Yeah, I was a big Rayquell guy. Rayquell Armstead, I think it was. Yeah. I thought he was going to get the roll. And fucking Chris Thompson came in there, too. Like, the, it was it was a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. Alan Robinson, I, I loved him there. He's my rec- next wide receiver I would have taken. Yeah, that was a good pick, you bastard, Antonio. You bastard, Antonio. <laughs> I was hoping that he'd fall because I was almost – I was debating on taking him, like, when I took DK Metcalf, like, getting, like, close to that. Like, that's mm-hmm. how that's how good I just think he's going to be. Especially and he's going to be out of He's going to be out of Chicago. <laughs> Man, he's – it doesn't even matter where Alan Robinson go. Like, he always shows out. I mean, like, he played for the Jaguars the first, like, three, four years of his career. Like, 
he can have anybody thrown to him. He just finds ways to get open. Hell yeah. I mean, he made Blake Bortles look like a fucking superstar. Like, <laughs> yeah, Blake Bortles paid. <laughs> like, that's crazy when you're that good. You know, when you are that good that you make your quarterback, like, look like a potential pro bowler. Like, let's not say, I mean, I don't think he was a pro bowler that year, but potential. I know he was really hyped at the end of the season that year. I mean, Trubisky was a pro bowler that, that first year with Matt Nagy. So I don't even look much into pro bowler at this point. Like even like when players opt out and stuff like that, or there's an injury and they nominate someone else, take their place, you know, like you're not really a pro bowler. If you're taking somebody else's place, like you wouldn't have gotten picked if it wasn't for that. So yep. I've learned over the years that that really doesn't mean much. Yeah, I feel the same way about the pro bowl. It's fun to watch, but I don't take too much consideration if, Someone's made a pro or not. I haven't watched in a few years. Like I only kind of watched the uh like the the drills that they would do, like mm -hmm. who can throw it the farthest and like I don't know if they still do that. Obviously not doing it this year, but do they still do that? Like I'm not sure about that. They did last year, yeah. That's all I watched. Okay. So I've actually never watched a pro world game. But yeah, <laughs> I watched all the fun stuff leading up to it. Didn't really want to take golf there, but I waited so long to get a QB that I didn't really see anybody else out there that I that I wanted to uh, that I wanted to get over him, um, especially for a dynasty league. Yeah, I think they're stuck with golf for the next couple of years. I mean, the way that they – I mean, their team was dope this – I mean, if he – if they just give the ball to Cam Akers a lot and then, the, I mean, just the play action gets working, I, I mean, that's that's why he sucked for a lot of the year. They just weren't really getting the run going. Yeah, that's where he's best. He's best when they can get the play action going and get those passes schemes for him. When they don't have their run, they really can't do anything. It's just about forcing passes to people. That's not just there. <coughs> but yeah, I'd be stoked if I could start off my dynasty league <coughs> with Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson <coughs> as my running backs. Because uh, if you go back, like, to last year's dynasty, like, I know that <coughs> every league is different, but, like, both of those guys were probably going in, like, the second round of, like, dynasty leagues. Like, rookies are just, like, so overhyped in dynasty leagues. And uh, I love it, though, because <laughs> they usually go earlier than they should. All right, guys. I may be tripping right now, but it is not giving me – like, I'm not sure if I have it off. Like, did DeAndre Swift get drafted already? Did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, I picked him up. Damn, when was that? That's what I was waiting for. I thought DeAndre Swift was about to get picked up. Okay, I autographed Kenny Galladay for me, which isn't bad. But I was wondering why it wasn't popping up for me. Like, I, I must have missed when you picked him up. Yeah, that was a while ago. Okay, that's my bad then. We started talking about James Robinson right then when you went back to back with Swift and Robinson. Oh, okay, I see. All right. Yeah, Kenny Galladay in the sixth round. Like, I know he he flopped this year because of injury, but that's a that's a real that's a that's a steal on where he was going like last year. 
Yeah, I um I had another receiver. I had Galdi as my second receiver best available right there. I had someone before him, but see if he gets picked up. He hasn't been picked up here. Maybe I swing and pick him around the next round. And there we go, Marquise Brown off the board. You won't catch me drafting Marquise this year, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about with that last year. I had him in a few leagues, and uh, the, uh, mainly redraft. I'm glad I didn't have him in any dynasty leagues, thankfully. Um, there was one redraft league that I had him in. It was an auction league, and um, I had him the whole season, and I, and I got him kind of – it was one of the last guys that I got for like a couple bucks um, at the end of the draft. And I just got so pissed. I dropped him like earlier in the season, like maybe like midway through the season before everybody, when you guys heard me talking shit about him on YouTube, that's why I fucking dropped him. And he got picked up right away. And uh, the person played him and, and he got zero points. And then the person lost by like five points. And then he dropped him right after that. <laughs> so funny. It was so funny. Yeah, that's what happened. Get Kirk Cousins here. He's got a good four. He's going to be throwing the gate ball to uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, we got for <coughs> Get Odell here in the seven. I think he's going to come back, play for some team. I don't think it's going to be Cleveland, but. I think he's going to have one more dominant season left in the tank. I'm curious where he's going to go because, yeah, I, I think he's out of Cleveland too. When the offense just looks better when he's not on the field, I mean, it's not a good sign for him. Miles mm -hmm. Gaskin right there is a great pick. Yeah, I don't know about Miami, though. I, I just – he's just – especially with Tua, who's going to be there, that uh, that offense makes me a little bit nervous. It seems like there's just – I don't know. Way too many people who are going to be involved in that offense. Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. Now Jordan finally got back on here. Let's go, IDP Army. Finally back on here. Got our first IDP player off the board, TJ Watt. <coughs> think about taking IDP players that uh, earlier. Are they that important? Because I'm not, I played one season IDP, but I'm not too familiar. So, yeah, especially like, um, the, uh, the scoring that we're doing now that, I mean, it's very similar to the scoring that we had already. But it's called IDP one two three, and it's my man Jordan, the Fifty Shades of Drunk. Uh, he's repping the IDP army, and it's it's just it's simple, simple enough to where it's easy for a lot of people to copy. So that's why I'm getting behind it, and we're gonna we're gonna do our best to make that like the normal type of scoring that people start doing for IDP leagues. But like. For that, it's like two points per solo tackle, six points for a sack, six points for <clears throat> an interception, one point for a QB hit, one point, I think, for ta or two points for a tackle for loss. It's one or two. Um, three points for a forced fumble, three points for a fumble recovery. Um, so, I mean, there's, it, there's a lot of points. And if you do it 
where you're not just drafting the default players. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump in here and get uh, get the goat of IDP right now, Darius Leonard. I mean, TJ Watt being able to be plugged in at defensive line. I mean, that's like super super valuable. Um, but yeah, Leonard is just uh, so consistent that I gotta roll with him. But yeah, super super important. If it's the IDP one two three scoring, and if it's anything that's not default scoring, because I think. The default IDP scoring on Yahoo and I don't know about ESPN, but Yahoo for sure, it just matches team defensive scoring. And that's like super lame because if a guy gets an interception, he's only going to get like two points, you know, and and that's like nothing. I mean, getting an interception, that's as big as an offensive player, like scoring a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in IDP one, two, three, and the scoring that even I had before that, it was uh, represented that way in the scoring. And every league is going to be a little bit different on when IDP starts getting kicked off. But this is a good time to be to be drafting guys like uh, like a Darius Leonard, like a Joe Schobert, like a TJ Watt. I mean, those guys are probably comparable points-wise to a top 10 running back. And for anybody who's like brand new to IDP, running backs – are pre- and linebackers are pretty much the equivalent of running backs on uh, on defense. All right, and let's see. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna go back to back, and I'm just gonna get my two dominant linebackers, and then uh, not have to worry about that. Like the defensive line position, super scarce on uh, like the position is super scarce. It's almost like tight ends on offense because there's only like a couple that are really worth jumping for. And then it's like you might as well wait. And those guys are probably off the board. Oh, Nick Bosa is still up there and Hunter. Yeah, the only three have gone so far, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, and uh, Aaron Donald. And Miles Garrett's going to be dominant for a lot of years. Yeah, Yeah, and I mean, IDP is so deep that you could literally wait until, like, your last, like, six picks and then still fill in, like, six solid, like, IDP players. But you're not going to get, like, the top, top guys by doing that. Got to jump for a couple of those guys. Got to reach a little bit. Yeah, for I mean, at least for some of these top guys, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Darius Leonard, Joe Schobert, Roquan Smith, um, Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah, he, he Aaron Donald might have lasted a little bit farther, but there, there's probably going to be some guys who go in the next uh, 12 picks or so as well. There's a couple guys that are worth jumping for, and then, then it's just like anything else. Some guys are going to flop, and – you know, if you catch some some guys uh, later in the the rounds that uh, end up producing, you know, outproducing their ADP. Tua, crazy how much uh, higher Jalen Hurts uh, went compared to Tua. That's crazy. 
<laughs> and I, I mean, two is obviously not. Uh, I mean, after what we saw, Jalen Hurts, he he automatically seems like he's uh, going to be doing a lot more fantasy wise than Tua will, anyways. But it's crazy the uh, the difference. What was that difference? Like four rounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nuts. Five rounds. Yeah, I'm still a two or true fan. I think he's gonna come into his own in the next couple of years, but we'll see. Do you think uh I mean I didn't watch Tua much at college. Was he much of a runner? I I know that I I don't I don't know much about him. I know that he was kind of uh a little bit of both, like a hybrid, but he was, was he more of a runner than a passer? He was a good improviser, so he was definitely the better passer. I think he had some of the best college stats, like, of all time, like passer rating in yards and stuff like that. That has something to do with how the game changed a little bit. But he was kind of like Russell Wilson, where he wouldn't kill you with his running, but he would get you enough with his impro- improvising. So I really liked him coming out, but didn't really show that in the end of the Dolphins last year. Yeah, I, I don't remember him really scrambling too many times. And definitely, I don't really, I don't remember any designed runs. <laughs> Cortland Sutton, big time uh, steal compared to last year. Got the ACL twins right there, no disrespect, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to come back next year, prove everybody. Yeah, see, now we got a big run on linebackers there. Tremaine Edmonds, baller out of uh, out of Buffalo. He's one of the reasons why their defense was what it was. Uh, Bobby Wagner, even though he's, I mean, even though he's, like, he's either 30 or he's uh, close to 30, he's still going to have a handful of years where he's producing as a top 12 linebacker. Yeah, there was a guy around that age that I was really considering there. But some of these rookies were just – or second-year guys were really good coming out. I think they're going to have great careers. Devin Bush is one of them. Yeah, Devin Bush is the man. Devin Bush is the man. And Buda Baker. So it was crazy. Um, So two years ago, Buda Baker, I think he got like – Almost like 150 solo tackles or something like that. I don't know the exact stats off the top of my head. And everybody was not necessarily hating on him. That's the wrong word, but just saying how his season was a fluke and there's like no chance in hell that he's going to like repeat any of those numbers. And I was one of the guys who said he's going to repeat as the, the number one safety in the league. And he did end up repeating as the number one safety in the league. And the guy is just a tackle machine. I have him in the IDP at uh, League I'm in with you, and he was great. Yeah, stud. Missed a couple of games, I'm pretty sure, but when he was in, he was great. Hmm, where do I want to go with this pick? Man, that minute clock is no joke, man. Like, we're getting these dining leagues. Like, I need the full time for sure. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in a, a legit dynasty league, like it's usually like a four hour, eight hour clock. I mean, the ones that I do, I just do unlimited clock. Like we're doing the draft so early, it's like why rush? We're gonna have trades. It's gonna annoy some people, but uh, you know what? What's the point of rushing the draft? It gets done. I like kind of how you do it. How it's a couple of like couple of days even. <sighs> Now we had a run on D lineman. I had to snag Derwin James. And I was hoping he would still be here and he made it. So snagging up Jerry Judy. I like that. My wide receiver, too. And Antonio, pay attention to what you're drafting. You drafted three D-linemen already. <laughs> you only have two spots, two D-line spots. <laughs> I think Khalil Mel can play a middle linebacker. Oh, outside linebacker. I don't know if he I don't know if he can or not. I mean, I in I know that his position is linebacker, but I don't know. I I don't like the way that sleeper does the dual eligibility. I don't like that. It seems a little cheap. I had uh, Watt last year, and it seemed a little unfair, but I, I didn't mind it because I had him. But. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. IDP Army getting way too high, and that's why he said he auto-drafted. He said this dude, this bowl got me spaced hard. <laughs> nice. All right, see here. We're back here with my pick. I didn't, I'm surprised this guy fell to me, but I'll take him, man. We were talking about him the other day. I, I did I did, if if this was a legit dynasty, you wouldn't have, he wouldn't have got to you. I would have already taken him. But since I, we only have two linebacker spots, that's why I didn't take him. I'm so fucking surprised that he fucking lasted that long. Like it took me so much not to bring up his oh, name like five times yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love him. I like him and Bush like right next to each other. When they were both rookies, I, I leaned on the side of Devin Bush over Devin White, and that. Uh, it, it bit me in the ass a little bit that year, but last year I leaned on the side of Devin White over Devin Bush, and that helped me because I'm in two dynasty leagues right now, one with you, Devin, and then one, uh, and then another one, a uh, 12-man one, and I got Devin White in both of them as, like, my top IDP guy, so I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, and let's see. How many linebackers in? Tenth. Tenth linebacker off the fucking board. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, see, and, um, and look at some of the... Look at some of the players who are still available. I guess I got it here on, uh, on wide receiver, but... I mean, the running backs that are still available. I mean, it's already slim pickings, but if we didn't have this on Superflex and if we didn't have IDP mixed in, like, there'd be no offensive players, like, at all right now. <laughs> Crazy that Noah Fant was the sixth, sixth tight end off the board there. 
Yeah, I'm not a big Noah fan fan. I like his talent, but not a bad pick there, though. No, I mean, I guess uh, I guess tight ends always kind of surprise me on, like, after you get past, like, the top, like, four or five, like, how that's going to kind of shape out. Because do you guys remember, like, Tyler Higby? He was getting drafted as, like, the sixth, seventh, maybe eighth tight end, like, in almost every draft last year. Talk about a big time fucking flop. Yeah, I think I, I did not have him anywhere. I don't think. But Almost in redraft like... league. Oh, sorry, but uh, like if you don't get Kittle, Waller, Kelsey, maybe in Hawkinson, maybe you could throw in that category. Andrews, maybe like. Honestly, it's not even worth it to draft a tight end. At, like, save it for the end of your draft and redraft leagues at this point. Like the tight ends are just such a wasteland at this point that it's not worth using a, even like, a top. 10 round pick on him at this point. Damn right. Because if I'm going to miss, I'd much rather miss with one of my last picks than one of my picks in the middle of the draft. And you literally have the same chance of missing at either spot with those tight, with the tight ends that are out there at those points. And then like at that point, you're, you got a surplus of receivers or surplus of running backs. Cause you took so many in those mid rounds and then you flip you package two of those guys to get one of those top five tight ends to have some consistency like that's another route of getting somebody instead of wasting a top pick on some guy who's not even gonna produce great numbers for you where you're just gonna end up streaming by week three so here's a dynasty trade that i made last year with uh, with actually with uh with body bags at the end he had no fucking quarterbacks in a super flex league other than Aaron Rodgers. He had Aaron Rodgers and that was it. And his team was like pretty much getting, I mean, not getting whooped every week, but I mean, we have like, like, I think like 19, maybe 19, maybe 20 starters, something like that. And if you don't have two QBs, you're just, you're fighting every single week and you need guys to ball out, you know, extra. And that wasn't happening for him. And I had no tight end, like, at all. I was playing, like, Irv Smith Jr., like, a lot of times. Like, I don't even remember. Like, it, it was getting bad. Like, uh, I, I picked up Cameron Brait just for, like, one game. And, like, he ended up getting a touchdown. So I was cool with it. But it was bad. I wasn't able to compete really either because my tight ends were so bad. And we ended up working out a trade where I traded him Jared Goff. And I already had Patrick Mahomes. And uh, and Derek Carr. So I traded him Jared Goff and who the hell was the other person? And um, uh, Eagles. What the hell is his name? What's the wide receiver on the Eagles who was the rookie uh, last year? Rager. Rager. There we go. I Rager, yeah. my tongue. I just couldn't fucking remember it. So I traded him Goff and Rager for Kelsey and uh, – and a linebacker. I can't even remember who the hell um, the middle linebacker on uh, the um, the Rams. I can't think of his name right now uh, to save my life. And he probably won the trade a little bit because me getting just like an IDP player back. But in our league, he that IDP player was scoring like 20 plus points like every single game. Like at that point, I can't. What the fuck is his name? I can't think of it right now. Um, no, Weaver's not a linebacker oh. no i'm just gonna look it up on the depth chart i'm high as fuck and like i'm a <laughs> a little bit out of it as far as like names just because i'm not not looking at the names as much as i used to 
Um, he got he got hurt. He went on IR. Yeah, I love that trade for you. I would definitely take Kelsey um, over Goff and Rager. Rager didn't really show up at all last year. He had a little bit of he had a lot of injuries though. Yeah. And he and and Rager was like you know the pick for the future for him, and so he wasn't even worried about playing him this year. But without Goff, his team just would have been shit. And why can't I think of his damn name? All right, I'm gonna I gotta go look it up in my. Uh, in the dynasty, because it is uh, it's one of those things where if I don't figure it out, it's just going to, like, destroy me inside. Abukum? No. Kaiser. There we go. Micah fucking Kaiser. Jeez. <laughs> there we go. Micah Kaiser. He was uh, he was doing so crazy. All right. I haven't even been paying it. I've been I've been focused so much on the uh, on the draft. We haven't even been putting uh, anybody in here, and I just missed my fucking pick because I was worried about Micah fucking Kaiser's ass. <laughs> and it drafted Evan Ingram. I already have a tight end. You fucks. Oh, bastard! <laughs> Damn it. A few times already too. Yeah the uh, the minute timer. That's uh, that's killing me. Yeah, a couple of times I just searching for some guys, and then that one minute timer just goes off. That's how I ended up with Ertz and Mark Ingram. <laughs> I was wondering about the Mark Ingram uh, pick. You never really know. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, there was like right. three guys I was searching for that I I could really they already got taken, and the one minute timer went off on me. Yeah, so after I do my pick, then I'm going to start looking at uh, some comments here and stuff. I've been uh, been slacking on the comments. <laughs> been so focused on the draft. All right. Here. And I just it, – oh, it auto – why did it auto-pick me? That yeah, whenever you auto-pick, it just turns on auto-pick for you and just picks for you automatically, man. But how do I get that off, though? Like, I'm here. Uh, I realized it, so you got to put – there's a little arrow at the bottom right corner. Press up on it. And then go to Q and then turn off auto pick. Oh, Jesus. All right. It took me two rounds to figure that out, bro. But fuckers. Bro, I took me two picks right there, too. Fuckers. I didn't want Evan Ingram and Devontae Parker. Bastards. <laughs> All right. Whatever. There we go. Mock draft life. There we go. All right. Okay. We're starting over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's up in here? Bravante, what up? And Antonio said, I'm about to make a stupid pick. <laughs> Let me see. That was a couple minutes ago. Uh, so it was a stupid pick. Oh, Daniel Jones. Was that your stupid pick or was it before that? <laughs> oh, there we go. Mac. Oh, he said, okay, Mac. And he said, it shows as a linebacker. Okay. So, yeah, there we go. And Jesse, what round are we in? As of now, we're in round 12. We're midway round 12. We got 15 rounds to go. Oh, man, and someone's calling out Jordan saying he's a dumbass for valuing Julio over Eckler, but that was when he was auto-drafting. <laughs> that was auto-drafted him. So, yeah, he got fucked. Contest Machine, what up, bro? 420 crew in the building. Ah, Facebook user. So I can't see who this is, but who the fuck is stupid enough to take Lamar third? <laughs> I guess they didn't know that we're, we're doing a, a dynasty draft here. That's why. 
And there we go. Daniel Jones was a stupid pick because uh, you couldn't be talking about Deion Jones. That was a good pick. Daniel Jones was probably the stupid pick if it, of which Jones. Oh, I love Chase Young. There. I didn't even think about grabbing him. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, I, I <laughs> he would have been one of my picks had I not auto drafted those uh, those two picks. Fuckers. <laughs> Damn sleeper. I didn't know that I had to press that button to get off of it. I found one guy I really like, but I bet you he's gonna get he's gonna get sniped. These next two picks, it's gonna be a twelve eleven. Yeah, the rest of these guys are probably just defense guys. Most guys got their offense filled up here. Yep. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, he was. Guy or, or was it the next one? No, Isaiah Simmons was a guy I was hoping I didn't get tonight. No, I don't know who I want. Yeah, man, he came along at the end of the season. You know, like he was, he wasn't really on the field that much the first half of the season. Like there, there was a huge, you know, dilemma about whether he was going to be a linebacker, whether he was going to be this, you know. But found his, uh, found his uh, position, and now he's uh, he balls for sure to close out the year. And really, the reason he wasn't on the field at the beginning was Hassan Reddick. He was doing so fucking good, like at the beginning that. They it just kept Simmons off the field, honestly. Yeah, now we're getting oh. on all these defensive uh, linemen. <clears throat> I'm, I'm still pissed about the fucking auto pick the last two rounds. Damn it. <laughs> I was so focused on Micah Kaiser that it just, uh, man, it's one of those things that eats away with you. It eats away at you. Mm -hmm. Ha ha! <laughs> I definitely got an email sleeper about that auto pick situation. Got <laughs> There's so many things wrong with sleeper. That's like not even like one of their biggest uh, problems, like especially in the IDP space. I mean, nobody has any IDP rankings or projections or anything but i mean if you i don't know if he's still up there now but he was like in in redraft league still in august luke keekley was projected as one of the top linebackers still it take a while for a lot of updates i, I they're my favorite platform still i think but even with news and stuff like that they're a little bit late for dynasty i'll say that they're my favorite for redraft i still lean yahoo mm-hmm the one thing that I hate about Yahoo is you can only play, <clears throat> you can only play in eight free leagues on there. Um, that's the one thing that I don't like because um, I usually play in more than eight leagues, so that makes me have to use two profiles, and that's kind of gay. That's why I like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, sleeper is better for that. Like, at least they know that people are degenerates. Like, I understand Yahoo is trying to make their money on their leagues too, though. Yeah, I took my guy. I was going to take Landon Collins' next pick. That was a great pick right there. Way, uh, I mean, last year he was projected as a, I mean, he was drafted as a top four, um, top four DB. So to get him that late, like, yeah, that's big. I thought he was coming up on 30. He's, a, he's only 27 right now, so it's a lot. No, he, he, yeah, he's not that old. And uh, <laughs> Antonio said, I don't know shit about DBs. Don't worry, bro. That's why we're doing these mock drafts so you can learn about them. But, uh. You'll still be able to get some good ones. I mean, not, you're not going to get any of the top ones anymore, but there's still a bunch of good ones out there. 
Let's see if you can pick one of the ones that I was going to pick with one of my next picks and, and snipe me right before it's my turn. And I uh, and Jordan, he fucking loves Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers is good. I think you can throw him in a linebacker too in this. Who Peppers? Yep. Oh damn. Let's see what's Stu gonna do, and then what's Antonio gonna do, and then I got my bowl packed for after my picks here. I think next time we do a mock, I'm just going to go first or go 12 so I could just knock out both of my picks, like, <laughs> just back-to-back -back and then not have to worry about it, and I can just talk for a while. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten the first overall pick in a draft. That's what I wanted to kind of get in there. Yeah, it's tough filtering through all their IDP stuff because, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to their ADP at all. I'm looking at D-linemen. All the top ones are gone anyways. Freaking all the D-linemen are gone. So I just tre I treated D-linemen like a tight end in this, and I just, just waited until the end and punted that position. You got two more rounds to go. Is Darren going to pick? If not, it's going to auto-draft both of his picks here really quick. No, it didn't do both. Oh, he's in. He got in here late. Okay. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? And everybody's pretty much doing all defense at this point. Like, I can't imagine anyone's picking offense still. Unless he gets auto-picked. I got one more offensive guy that needs to come off the board. Oh, because you didn't pick a tight end, right? Yeah. I guess there would be people in that situation, too. That's Let's see. I got to get a D-lineman now. There we go. Aquara. Dude is a baller. Romeo. Yeah, Corey, we're definitely going to get you into the IDP league. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's just a different level of, like, of knowing players. And, I mean, it's a game within the game, for sure. I don't know why there's so many people that are scared of it, because it's not hard. I mean, it's just like any other fantasy league. It's just, you know, you're working the other side of the ball. Yeah, for sure. Like, I played in the – ah, Keanu Neal, that was my guy, bro. Antonio, uh, Antonio knows guys now. What's up <laughs> Yeah, I, I played in, a, like, IDP leagues. Like I said, I never played in, like, a full, like, two defensive linemen, two linebackers. Like, it's, like it's those one or two 
guys that we just put in just to get rid of the team defense. But yeah, yeah, I never played like a full roster of like, hey, let's start six or seven uh, IDP guys a week. And I mean, even the way that you're saying that you do it, putting in, you know, two or three guys or whatever versus team defense, I'd much rather do that than team defense. That's for sure. Oh, Jerome Baker. Man, love Jerome Baker. Not not just for football because he's uh, – I think – I got to tell everybody about it if I think I haven't told them, but Corey, Jerome Baker is like one of the most exotic like bong makers from like back in the day. And if you go look um, – if you go search Jerome Baker bongs on eBay, you'll see bongs that are like $50,000, like $20,000, like ridiculous amounts. <laughs> It's like the Picasso of bones. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and he's uh, he's retired. He doesn't make them anymore. So people, there's, yeah, people are like jealous as fuck about it, and just willing to spend a grip of money to get one of his works of art. <laughs> It was like Antonio is drunk already. He can't uh, type it out yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, oh, I, I still ain't pick a tight end. That's what he said. Okay, so you got both of you guys, uh, Devin, you and Antonio, uh, left the tight end all the way to the fucking end. I like oh, it. Fuck tight ends. Like all these dynasty leagues that I'm starting, I'm doing tight end premium, but I'm taking like the tight end solo position out of it. I'm turning that position into a flex. So people who may still want to start, you know, one of the top tight ends, you know, you'll get a bonus for it. But I don't know. Fuck tight ends. Like, they just suck. If you don't have one of the top three, four guys, you're kind of shit out of luck. Unless you got Johnny. Johnny comes up once in a while. John who balled last year, like, I don't know what, like maybe half the games. I mean, I know he had like nine touchdowns on the season or something like that. Eight or nine. Just could never string it together consistently. I blame Tannehill. Yeah, some of the games they totally uh, ghost from out of the offense where he got zero targets and stuff like that. I think two games yeah. ago he went for zero targets. Yeah. And he's a free agent this year, so I'm really hoping he goes somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Belichick called him the most talented tight end in the league, he thought. I uh, said that, uh, I think, two years ago. But That shit would be wild if the Patriots fucking snagged Janu. That would, be, that would be fucking wild because the Patriots were so fucking different offensively. Like, Izzo was their only tight end, and he never got anything. Like, you just think of the Patriots for, like, the last, you know, tw- 12 years or whatever. Like, they've always had a boss tight end game. Like, even when Gronk was out of the lineup, you were racing to pick up the guy that's replacing him. Like, guys, like, I don't even remember him. Like, Tim Wright, like, he was relevant for a few, like, weeks in that season. Like, just, like, the tight end position was such a big part of their offense that they just, like, no matter who was in that position, like, they just found ways to get that guy open. Like, they just, like, schemed for for that position just because, I don't know what, Belichick's just some type of wizard or something. 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I know he's not the most popular guy to talk about, but Aaron Hernandez, when he was on Fantasy, like him and Gronk were like literally owned in every league and played in every league. Like it was, uh, it was ridiculous. I really hope they can get someone like a Stafford over there in the Patriots. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I, I would really like that. Deshaun Watson even would be sick. I think the Patriots might just draft Mac Jones. Like that'd be my that'd be like my guess where I think they go with the quarterback situation. Like I'm I'm sure they're gonna bring Newton back. I mean, like I don't think he really wants to be there. And then Stidham's obviously not the answer. So I think they just go Mac Jones, like he's not gonna be like a first round pick or anything, so they're not gonna spend a whole bunch of draft capital on to get him. They just develop him. If he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Yeah, I like Mac Jones a lot. I think there's like four or five quarterbacks can start at least halfway throughout the season. And I mean, a lot of a lot of things that I keep hearing as well is you know something like Watson going to San Francisco and then them trading like Jimmy G back to the Patriots or like something like that. You know, um, who knows? Some crazy shit's gonna happen this off season. I'm excited. This is gonna be one of the craziest off seasons in a while. I feel like a lot of quarterback moves. Yeah. And we thought uh, last year was crazy with Brady and stuff, but I mean this one's gonna be even more interesting just because I feel like there's more there's more guys than last year. Yeah, outside of Brady, who who moved that was a starter last year? Cam Newton, but um, Yeah. I think that's about it. He he wasn't really considered a starter. This year we're gonna have like four or five, maybe even six changes at the quarterbacks with retirements and just guys leaving. <coughs> Yeah, and we still don't know what's going to happen with uh, with Drew Brees. He hasn't he hasn't said shit yet. <laughs> oh, really? I thought he was official. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of speculation. I don't think he has not come out and said that he's retired yet. Mm-hmm. I think he hasn't made up his mind yet. And there we go. Antonio said, "Yep, yeah, me too. Excited for the off season. Hell yeah!" All right. Well, let's go into some of these recaps. Uh, I'm going to smoke this bowl, Devin. Why don't you uh, Why don't you read off your team? And uh, just tell us why you drafted some of the guys that you did uh, in the middle rounds. Yeah, one-on-one safest pick, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Second pick, I went Clyde. I got the running and passing for Kansas City. Hopefully Clyde's the guy next year. Um, Then with my next picks, I just went running back heavy. For my flexes, I always like starting starting running backs. I think it's the most consistent. So I went Jacob, Swift, and Robinson. I think they're all safe their jobs next year. Um, Kirk Cousins, good floor guy. Um, I don't love my receivers with Odell and Sutton just because of all the question marks, but if they do pan out, I think they're some of the biggest steals at wide receiver in the draft. Um, and I just went defense. I don't really know too much about defense, but I thought Joey Bosa was a steal right there. He's on 25 years old. Uh, I think it Fitzpatrick. Isaiah Simmons, he fell a lot because he's a rookie. And uh, Johnny Smith, we talked about him a lot, I like, but – yeah, I like my team overall. If this was my team, I'd be happy with it. Nice. Pretty solid all around. And so Math Quest, he had Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, DeAndre Hopkins, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, CeeDee Lamb, Ronald Jones, Jalen Smith, Jarvis Landry, Corey Littleton, Ian Williams, Will Fuller, Austin Edwards, Byron Murphy, and then Ross Weaver. I like George Kittle 
at the end of the second round, I don't really see too many drafts where he'll be going any later than that. I feel like Kelsey and Kittle, they'll be like drafted by mid-second in most rounds. Yeah, for sure. That was a good value right there. And D-Hop going in the third, I like a lot. There could even yep. be some drafts where Kittle might go above Kelsey, you know, like, yeah, even though, K- I mean, there was a few games. I mean, I know Kittle only played maybe like five, five games this year. Like there were a couple of duds in there, but when Garoppolo is healthy, like Kittle, Kittle tears it up. Like, I'm not sure if I know it was against, man, was it against like the Eagles or something like that, that Kittle just balled out, but I'm not sure if Garoppolo played, but with steady quarterback play, like Kittle is just as good as Kelsey. And he's a lot younger too. That's a that's a big reason too for Dynasty. Him being, you know, like I don't even know how many years younger. He might be like five or six years younger, something like that. I mean, that makes a difference. And they might not even be that much. It might just be like three or four years, something like that. But in Dynasty, there's so many people that like they lean on those years and they'll just by default take a guy that's younger. I don't think you can go wrong either way. Kittle he didn't have that many down games, maybe one or two, but he balled out. Derek, what up, bro? What's going down? And then my man IDP Iggy. <clears throat> so he started off with Lamar and Rodgers, and I actually had Lamar and Rodgers in a redraft league. And, uh, I mean, they all almost carried me, just fell short of the uh, of the playoffs. But I wouldn't be mad at a, at a duo like that in Dynasty. And what Antonio say? He won me one game, uh, one game, uh, one week just by himself. Yeah, Kittle. Kittle's a baller. I remember that game too, that savage game that he had. Then he went Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. I like his uh, where he went with IDP, Bobby Wagner and Blake Martinez to start it off. That's pretty dope. Justin Simmons, Brandon Ayuk, like someone like Brandon Ayuk probably should have went so much higher, but because of the super flex aspect and IDP, went in the 11th round. It's pretty wild. Tyron Matthew, Carlos Dunlap, Jordan Poyer, Jason Witten. I almost, I, I was about to take Jordan Poyer, but um, he was just a little bit older, and I went, I went Tracy Walker instead. I think he would go higher, though, if uh, in a normal dynasty league. And then Donnie boy. Oh, shit. I didn't know that he was a Cowboys fan. (laughs) Fuck the Cowboys, bastard. (laughs) And I know Stu is, too. Got to talk shit about the Cowboys just for those guys. Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, and Burrow, Montgomery, and then Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon. Crazy how low Melvin Gordon went compared to last year. Noah Fant. Leighton Vanderess, Trey Flowers, Yannick Ngakwe, HaHa Clinton Dix, Shaq Barrett, and Stefan Tuitt. I like it for the most part. I mean, I, I I like the QBs more than anything here. Um, running backs, I mean, gets a little bit iffy. Um, I like the top two for sure, but I don't know. If Gaskin has a job next year, and I think Melvin Gordon probably has a role somewhere. I like that team a lot. I think he's got a little bit of consistency. Definitely. I like him as a playoff team, for sure. I like it. And then Malone status. All right, this is Dylan. 
He went Deshaun Watson, Zeke, and we were talking about Zeke at the 2-8. That's crazy that he dropped that far. And then he was the one who grabbed Jalen Hurts there in the third. Stefan Diggs in the fourth. That's crazy that he went uh, that he went in the fourth. Kareem Hunt, Marquise Brown. We are talking shit about him. At least I was. Leonard Fournette, Tremaine Edmonds, Buda Baker, awesome. TJ Hawkinson, Chase Claypool went super, super late, 11th round. Chase Young talked about that when it happened. Frank Clark, Ben Neiman, and Jeff Okuda. I mean, I like I like the way that the team looks. I mean, if Jalen Hurts, it ends up being what we saw from him. I mean, pretty pretty solid super flex option. I don't like Marquise Brown. He just doesn't didn't do it for me. He's got to like reprove himself to me because he was so hyped at the beginning of this year and it just seemed like he was going to take a step forward and just seems like it was a big far step backwards and he didn't it didn't seem like he was injured. So for like the top cornerbacks, are they kind of valued as mid-tier uh safeties would be? Or I would take him at the same spot. I would say so. I mean, it's one of those things to where the top safeties, they're probably not getting thrown at that much. I mean, this day in the NFL, I mean, you know, there's not really any shutdown corners anymore to where people are like afraid to throw at them. Like there's just too much passing, you know, that happens. So, I mean, the safeties that are getting a lot of pass deflections, those guys are valuable. Uh, I mean, the corners that are getting a lot of pass deflections, those guys are valuable. If, you know, obviously, if they're getting interceptions, they're valuable. It's the cornerbacks that get the tackles that are the most valuable, and usually those are, like, the slot corners. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the guys who, if I was playing in a league where we started corners, you know, and safeties or, you know, a really deep uh, DB, you know, player pool, I, I'd be I'd more be looking for, like, some slot corners. Versus, like, you know, a star like Jeff Okuda. Mm-hmm. And, all right, Flea Flicker, what up, bro? So this guy, he is from, uh, he's from Twitter, uh, repping, uh, repping some IDP also. And he started it off with Jonathan Taylor at the sixth. I wasn't surprised by that, but over a guy like Alvin Kamara, uh, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, you know, things like Derrick Henry, um, Still, he's a rookie, and uh, he asked before if we were doing Dynasty or Redraft. So I definitely swayed his pick there. And then Nick Chubb, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, Carson Wentz, which we don't know where he's going to go. Curious about that. Cooper Cup, David Johnson, Tua, Deontay Johnson, A.J. Green, Devin Singletary, Hayden Hurst, Landon Collins, Dennis Gardeck and David Onyemata. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I, I mean, this, this seems like it's it's definitely going to be more of like a team for the future. I guess I don't like the quarterbacks, and if I don't know if I don't like your quarterbacks in a super flex dynasty league, like I don't know, the rest of the team just kind of follows suit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks like he was the 
Well, I mean, Jordan, who was fucking auto-drafting because he snapped a bowl of some killer and got, like, way too high. Uh, <laughs> uh, looks like he, he drafted his first QB just, you know, later than – I mean, everybody drafted, other than those two guys, drafted a quarterback in, like, at least the first three rounds, right? If not the first two rounds. Looks like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and then Jordan, IDP Army. Here we go. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, TJ Watt, Matt Ryan, Jamal Adams, T.Y. Hilton, Gronk, Jabril Peppers, Jayon Brown, Jerome Baker, Cameron Hayward. I mean, the quarterbacks is what screws up his team. I like the wide receivers, even though Julio might be on his way out. It'd be one of those things if I wasn't competing for a championship, I would just be trying to move him to a champ, you know, a potential championship team in year one if I wasn't going to be making a run at it myself. So I don't hate it in the third round, but yeah, I mean, got him and T.Y. Hilton as, uh, you know, two of your four wide receivers. It just uh, makes me a little bit nervous with that. Alvin Kamara, though. Got to love that, getting that in the seventh. I like his IDP players. Um, Jamal Adams, I mean, guy's a beast. Nine sacks in this past year, just insane. And Jabril Peppers. And love the linebackers there, too. And TJ Watt is just like a steal being able to play the defensive line. So I like it. Other than uh, QBs would probably fuck him in this league for sure. All right, Corey, why don't you read off your team? All right, man. Um, I'm actually – I like the first part of my draft for sure. Like, Saquon, like, I thought that was a steal. Like, I thought he was probably the second best running back off the board after McCaffrey. So, getting him after Taylor, like, for sure. And after Kamara, like, I value Barkley more than Kamara just because I feel like <clears throat> Kamara's – I mean, he's not in a timeshare. Like, it's not a 50-50 split. But there's no one in that Giants backfield. I mean, Wayne Gallman showed up this year. But, I mean, I'm not really sure he's – going to eat into Barkley's touches too much next year if that were the case. Um, uh, if anybody thinks that Wayne Gallman is about to steal Barkley's touches, like, I don't know. I just want to smoke whatever they're smoking. Let's just put it that way. Because no chance in hell does anybody take any touches from Saquon Barkley. That guy's a beast. He was their number two overall draft pick three years ago. Like, he's there to stay. Like, the offense is being built around him. For sure. Um, I think I can see is like concerned for injury, but I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he got injured like before, right? Too, or am I just am I just like thinking? No, the year before he had a high ankle sprain, but it was crazy because they said he was supposed to miss like four to six weeks, but then he only ended up like missing three weeks. Mm-hmm. So he like came back like quick as fuck. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, so then I went Adams, my second pick, who's going to dominate with Aaron Rodgers for the next three or so years for sure. Uh, Tannehill is a reliable quarterback for sure. Like, I mean, there are definitely quarterbacks that are taken ahead of Tannehill that are probably more likely to stay with their team for more than a few years. But Tannehill showed, showed out this year, showed out the end of last year that he's definitely worth worth it Like as a quarterback in Tennessee. So he's he's locked in there. A.J. Brown is just a pair with him. Get a nice A.J. Brown, Tannehill stack. Justin Jefferson is nice for sure. Like, he broke all these rookie receiving records. Like, I mean, he's got Adam Thielen there, but that's what makes it good too is that, like, 
that number one corner, they might be going after Thielen, they might be going after Jefferson. So that just leaves Jefferson on half the nights that he might be uh, not facing the top corner on in the, against the Vikings. But Galladay, I mean, this is where the auto draft thing took me a few rounds for it to realize what happened. But Galladay, I mean, it's still a safe pick there for sure. Like, he was injured this year. But other than that, like, he's been great. I mean, he's going to have a different quarterback next year, but I'm not really sure who's going to be throwing to him. But I don't, I don't expect him to fall off, especially because he's literally like six five, like two hundred fifty pounds. Like he'll, he'll find ways to get open. Uh, Robert Woods was just an auto pick. I meant to take a quarterback here. I was trying to get two in this spot, but turns out that stupid auto draft thing was on there. And then Zach Ertz, Mark Ingram, those were, those were part of it too. And then Devin White's a steal down there for sure. Like getting him, like you said, I don't know if you said he was like the sixth or seventh linebacker off the board. I mean, I can recount here, but. Like yeah. getting him in the tenth, the tenth uh, linebacker off the board. Yeah, yeah, that that's just insane. Like, he's arguably a top five linebacker, especially in dynasty. Uh, Fred Warner's awesome, another linebacker, and then these other guys. I kind of just did some small research for this mock draft. Like, I'm not really too much familiar with IDP, but I already know John Johnson's a baller for the Rams too. Von Bell's a big name too, but Melvin Ingram at the last pick, you know, like. That guy, obviously, he's I mean, he's only 31, but he's definitely up there in age compared to some other guys at his position. So that's kind of just a pick where, like, maybe it's like a Julio Jones situation where you flip him for a guy that's competing or if going all in on these next couple of years, like that that type of deal with that pick. But that's about it for my draft for sure. And we'll see if he's with the Chargers next year. I mean, he might be on the move too. So we shall see. All right. And then who was after you? This was, uh, oh, this was Stu. And he started off with uh, with Dalvin Cook. And I, I guess I missed his comments a little bit uh, earlier. But he was like, don't sleep on Dak Prescott having his uh, comeback year. And that's who he went with in the second round. And Tom Brady in the third round. Um, I, I, I'm not mad at the pick because I feel like Brady is still going to be good. But I don't know if we, you can bank on him for more than, like, one more year. So I just feel like a third-round pick in a dynasty for Tom Brady. I don't know if that will hurt you necessarily, but Tom Brady better really, really ball out in 2021 or you're probably going to be mad. And Mark Andrews in the fourth, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Raheem Mostert, DJ Chark, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, A.J. Dillon, J.J. Watt, Jordan Hicks, Will Parks, and then Taylor Rapp. I like the team. I mean, it's pretty well-rounded. I mean, my biggest knock would be uh, Tom Brady and Mark Andrews, um, third and the fourth. I, it's not that I don't like Mark Andrews. I guess I just feel like he doesn't get enough volume for me to want to spend a fourth-round pick. Like, I feel like for me, it, it's it's Travis, uh, it's Kelsey or Kittle or bust. Like, I feel like I'm going to go after one of those two guys or I'm just going to kind of punt the position altogether and just wait until towards the end. That's just me. All right. And Antonio, here we go. He started off with Kyla Murray, Tyree Kill, Austin Eckler. I mean, crazy to get Austin Eckler, like, back end of the third like that. Uh, Chris Carson, Alan Robinson, um, you bastard, and I was going to take uh, Allen Robinson if you did leave him there. Um, he snagged him right before I could get him. 
Juju Smith-Schuster, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, Deion Jones, Daniel Jones, where he said he's going to make a bonehead pick, and uh, Zach Moss, Kevin Byard, Keanu Neal, and Mike Gusecki. I like Zach Moss, sir. 12-3. I mean, super late uh, value on that. And if we weren't doing IDP, no way would he be there then. So, yeah, good late pick. I like the Deion Jones pick. Um, I don't like the Khalil Mack pick. Um, I mean, in sleeper, I mean, you could play him at the defensive line. So that's why I would be playing him. I wouldn't really be trying to play him in the linebacker spot. Like, uh, like Antonio said, he was drafting him to do that. I wouldn't do that. I would play Khalil Mack in the D line only, not in a linebacker spot. I like Deion Jones for sure. And. My pick, all right, so I started off with Travis Kelsey. I, I, I figured that he would go with one of the next two picks before I could get a chance to, to get him. And with a tight end premium, someone like Travis Kelsey, he's worth that pick for sure. He's going to be a difference maker on every team. And so, so just for this, like if it was one point PPR, we're talking about Travis Kelsey getting 1.5 points. Per, per reception. So that just makes up like over the, I mean, almost hundred receptions, you know, over the years, I mean, he was already like, I, I forget what wide receiver he was. Like if you compared him to like the top wide receivers, I feel it was like wide receiver two or three that he was better than. So that just makes him like instantly better than every wide receiver that's out there too, like points wise. And then Justin Herbert got snagged. So I went Russell Wilson and then DK Metcalf, uh, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson. Super stoked about those three picks back-to-back because those guys are just going to be the future of my team for a really, really long time. Uh, Jared Goff, Darius Leonard, Roquan Smith. I'm stoked to get Darius Leonard and Roquan Smith. I mean, Devin White, he's like number three when I have Darius Leonard and Roquan Smith, maybe like one and two, like right there. And a lot of it is just because um, – the, those the way that the Colts offense works and um, the Bears offense just being kind of shitty. That's why Roquan uh, just gets so much chances on defense. But that's the only reasons why I have uh, those guys over Devin White, who's fucking amazing. And Derwin James, I don't know. I, I mean, I still think he's going to be a top five uh, safety moving forward. He's still young. He got hurt in the preseason last year, so he's had a lot of time to recover. Jerry Judy, I was super stoked about that in the 10th round with him, and it's because all those IDP IDP players went, or he wouldn't have been there. Evan Ingram and Devontae Parker, that was my auto-draft fucking headache right there, so that was kind of bullshit. Messed up my whole shit there. And Tracy Walker, stoked about him. I'm really high on Tracy Walker. And Romeo Aquara. He balled out. I, I don't know if you – I mean, if you guys aren't in IDP, you don't know who the fuck he is, but he balled the fuck out and was, like, one of the top – one of the top D linemen, like, all year and someone who I nominated for defensive lineman of the year. And Aaron Patrick, who I don't know too much about. It was just slim pickings, and I just wanted to get the draft over with. <laughs> all right, and the last team here. My man, Darren, body bag. Started off with Derrick Henry um, at, at last pick in the first round. I think that's pretty crazy that he went all the way um, to the last pick in the first round. And then Justin Herbert, great pick, great young quarterback. 
Darren Waller, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Drew Locke, probably way earlier than I would have took someone like him. Uh, DJ Moore. It's fucking crazy. DJ Moore was like a second or third round pick in every dynasty league last year. Like, that's what's so crazy about, like, these dynasty leagues. Like, how much someone's, um, how much someone's fantasy value can change from year to year. Like, it is fucking insane. He, I saw DJ Moore drafted as the number one wide receiver in a dynasty league. Like, that, that's how, that's how much, uh, that's how fucking hyped he was. Yeah, and Tony, yeah, I said, I got to do I, more research about IDP. I only pick Mac because I know his lame and love uh, trading for him in Madden. All right. So I'm going to be doing, I'm working on an IDP video right now. Um, and I'm probably going to put out a couple before we do our draft. Uh, just because, I mean, I'm going to be getting more people into IDP. And uh, I, I just want to put people on the map. So, yeah, I'm going to be getting into more IDP stuff really soon. And guys like me and Jordan, we got uh, – I don't know what we're calling ourselves, but I think it's just going to be IDP TV where we're going to be getting together like once a month and doing the show. Um, we're going to be doing a mock draft. Hopefully Friday. I think the date might get changed on that. Not really sure, but – we're going to be getting, uh, we're going to be doing more information. So I'll keep you guys posted on that, but that's going to be streaming on uh, on my YouTube channel, Faux Show. And Joe Schobert, uh, great pick. Uh, Chase Edmonds and Daniil Hunter. I think those were auto picks. Daniil Hunter was like like the number one defensive lineman drafted like last year. I mean, pretty unanimously. Got hurt and didn't even play a game. So he's going to be a, a steal and hopefully he can come back from his injury and uh, produce. Tyler Boyd, as long as Joe Burrow's there, Tyler Boyd's good. Uh, Hunter Henry, Michael Gallup, Naheem Hines, uh, Neville Gallimore, and DeAndre Walker. I mean, it's a well-rounded team. I don't like Drew Locke. I really don't. He's someone I'm really down on. Um, I like Joe Schobert. What do you uh, what do you guys think about this draft? All in all, what uh, what were some of the biggest surprises um, that that you saw? Maybe maybe value wise compared to last year. Definitely the running backs. You see Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chum go in the middle to late second round. Even Clyde Edwards Hilaire would go in the late to uh, uh, beginning of the second last year. So yeah, the running backs were definitely a big surprise. Yeah, last year, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if you were doing like a rookies and vets draft, I mean, he was going in late first, early second. I mean, shit, even in redraft leagues, he was going for that. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a surprise that he dropped all the way to you. Yeah, I mean, this is my first time doing anything Dynasty-related. So, I mean, it's just hitting me now just the amount of quarterbacks that are just relevant in this league with the Superflex and the Dynasty and everything, like, it's just crazy that like people are taking Matt Ryan before guys like Cortland Sutton or I'm just looking at stuff like this. Like it's just crazy that quarterbacks are just so much more valuable and how young guys are just more valuable. You know, like it's so much, it's so different looking at it in a redraft league. We're just, everybody's kind of like on an equal scale. Cause it's just a one league commitment, but you're almost playing for the future too. Cause you almost have guys here where like they may be good in a few years, but it's just crazy that like, you're not – some guys are necessarily not trying to win a championship this year, you know? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I that I notice a lot with Dynasty. I mean, 
there's two philosophies. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm going all in, or I'm, you know, I'm gonna play for the future. I mean, I feel like you got to find a healthy mix of both. You, you can't really go one way or the other because it's probably not going to be fun one way or another. Like, if you go for it all now and you don't win and then your team just, like, falls off in a year or two, that's going to suck. And if you keep and if you play for the future and you never win a championship, like, that also sucks, especially in the beginning if a team's not good. So I, I think it's really just about finding a healthy mix of both. I don't think that there's really too much difference, you know, in redraft compared to dynasty for me. Obviously, you want to lean with younger players, but the same rules apply. Like the same the same rules apply. You still want to try to win now. I wouldn't be one of those guys who's like playing for 3 years down the road like I don't have money to waste on leagues like that. And like it's honestly not terrible, terribly hard to draft in a dynasty league. I mean, Based on this, like, if you have your set strategy, like, I know we mentioned earlier, just like, oh, like, I want to have, like, running backs because they're more, they're more secure, especially when he mentioned, oh, Jacobs and Swift and Robinson, those are all safe guys, you know, like, most of the time, like, you, you like drafting running backs in this, in this round and wide receivers in this round, and you like loading up on this specific position, like, it's not much different than what you would normally do in a redraft league, so... The only difference is like the age thing, but like you said, like it's not all that different. I mean, most guys like aren't going to retire unless like you're Brady or somebody that's going to retire within these next like two years or so. And like Alex mentioned before, like or most dynasty leagues don't last past like two or two or three years, so you don't really have to worry about the retirement factor almost or anything like that. I mean, if you, I mean, if. I'm, the leagues that I'm putting together right now that are going to start this year, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to last longer than two or three years just because, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the bylaws, you know, and all the rules are in place and, like, everybody who's in just seems like guys who are going to be around, you know, for a couple years easily. But if you're just getting into, like, a dynasty league with a bunch of random people, you know, off the Internet, I, I just wouldn't expect it to last longer than three years. So I wouldn't really be playing that much for the future. If I win one championship in those first three years, I'm going to be excited. Doesn't matter if it's the first year, second year, or third year. So, I mean, that's really the window that I would be kind of shooting for with my players. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I want to, I'm, I'm going to be doing these mock drafts probably like once a week, um, maybe a little bit more. One thing that I'm going to be doing that's going to be pretty cool if you guys want to come back on with me is an actual, like, NFL mock draft. So I found a website, thedraftnetwork.com, where you get to pick whatever team you want, and it's literally just a mock draft, but of the of the NFL and of all the players. So it just seems seems pretty cool. Like a Madden mock draft, like the fantasy mode. Yeah, that's cool. Yep, exactly. Oh, and what did what Antonio say? With the redraft league, I would have never drafted QBs until the fourth, maybe fifth. If it's a super flex league, that makes it a little bit different, though. I mean, you'll see even super flex in uh, in redraft leagues, like yeah, the fourth and the fifth. That that's a that's a good time still to get it, but you might not be able to get any. You won't be able to get any top guys. So that that's another thing too. And he said, who won the mock draft? Who's getting the money? I don't think it was Antonio. I, I don't think it was Antonio. <laughs> oh, that's, 
That's funny, man. You can just Venmo me my money. You know, I don't mock for free. So hell yeah, bro. Yeah, Devin, if you did, you see that in uh, in the Facebook group? No, I, I asked. Uh, I, I put out a post, and I was like, "Does anybody want to get down on a mock draft?" And so I was like, "Hell no, bro. I don't. Uh, I don't mock for free. I only mock for money." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that shit's funny. That would be, uh, I think I want to make a shirt. That shit would be dope, right? I only mock for money. <laughs> I don't mock for free. Hashtag. Hell yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a bunch of these mock drafts all the way. Like, I, I get into it. I know that people like watching it. I mean, especially after the Super Bowl, I know people are going to be more into this. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, off-season content for sure. People will keep people engaged, you know. Yep. Hell yeah. So, I mean, I'm probably going to be doing just as many of these as I'm doing like other videos. I've been uh, been slacking on the videos. It's been nice uh, f- focusing on some other things versus just like the YouTube videos, but we're going to be uh we're going to be getting back to it. Oh yeah, man. And Antonio said I was making fun of that guy. I we know that you were. We know that you were. Devin didn't. I don't think that he saw that post. But uh yeah, that shit is uh that shit's hilarious. I don't mock for free, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny all right well i'm gonna get out of here uh devin why don't you tell everybody where to find you out on social media yeah it's right there's a silly white boy or i keep sleeping fantasy over on youtube so that's it give him a follow and then uh cory go ahead and shout out where everybody can find you at i mean mostly i'm mostly active in the in the facebook group for sure like the uh fantasy football for experts gurus and beginners like i'm just cory hernandez you want to message me questions and stuff like that like cool with me man like you always find me in there like i'm on the discord too if you're one of uh, alex's uh, patreon subscribers like dm me if you got something and you can just post stuff in there too like i'm always in there too so you can get advice from other people other than alex like i think i know my stuff i mean he knows more than me but i've been around here for a while and MathQuest said, for as late as I waited to draft quarterbacks, what are your thoughts on my picks? Baker Mayfield and Stafford, those were his QBs. And I like the ba- Baker Mayfield pick. I mean, end of the fourth round, almost in the fifth. Stafford, If I guess I probably wouldn't be drafting Stafford in Dynasty League just because I don't know where he's going to go, and that makes me a little bit nervous. I, I mean, that's why I even waited an extra round, and then I got, like, Jared Goff and, like, I think, like, maybe like an extra round later, then you got Stafford just because, I don't know, some of those guys just made me a little bit nervous, like Wentz. We don't know what's going to happen with him, things like that. So those are kind of guys that I was just avoiding. So I don't hate it, but, uh, yeah, Stafford's a guy who I wouldn't be uh, who I wouldn't be getting on. And, hell, yeah, Antonio said you've been busy with the squares, though. I know, bro, got to hustle, always. <laughs> And uh, MathQuest said, have a nice night, guys. Peace out, MathQuest. And for anybody who's not following me on social media, it's at FFHustler420. And I'm going to put in the link to Patreon. Um, I got to shout out the giveaways that we're going to be doing for – we're going to be doing two Patreon giveaways per month now. It's awesome. Brought to you by our boys at Modern Memorabilia. Uh, Super stoked about it. So whatever tier you're on – um, as long as you're in, so like both of you guys, both of you guys are on Patreon, like literally every month you're automatically entered into these two giveaways. The first ones that we got a bunch of replica championship rings. So there's like probably like 20 or 30 to choose from. You can get like your, your favorite Super Bowl like championship ring. Um, 
super dope. Like, it's going to be random shit like that. Like, he's got a bunch of stuff from celebrities. So one of the things is, um, what's his name? Cliff from Cheers. You guys are a little too, too young to probably remember Cheers or have known about that. But if anybody out here is a Cheers fan, Cliff from Cheers, uh, signed beer mug from him. So that's going to be pretty cool for someone if they're actually, like, into that kind of stuff. But Modern Memorabilia, they're hooking us up. So we're going to be doing two giveaways every single month up until the season. And then I think during the season, it's going to be like a weekly giveaway that happens for anyone who signed up on Patreon. So it's going to be super dope. I'm excited. All right. And we are out of here. So peace out, everybody. Uh, Devin, good looking out on coming through. Corey, you're the man on coming through. Appreciate you guys. Uh, stick around after the video. I'll, uh, we'll talk to all you guys later. I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the Okay, let's go smoke that joint.